This is Dennis Ramundi. I'm here with my co-host, Phil Goldberg. Uh, Spirit Matters, found at spiritmatterstalk.com. But today, not as my co-host, but as a guest <laughs> and, and author, uh, uh, I came across a wonderful book recently. And it happens to be a book that uh, Phil wrote and sent me. It's called Spiritual Practice for Crazy Times, Powerful Tools to Cultivate Calm, Clarity, and Courage by Philip Goldberg. And I want to say that this is, you know, obviously very timely. This is August 2020. We're in the middle of this pandemic. Goodness knows how long this is going to go. I talked to some friend today I recommended the book to, uh, old college buddy. He's a retired professor. And he's at home. He's he's uh, living alone now, and he's kind of depressed and lonely. And you know, um, I suggested spiritual practice. A lot of people turn to alcohol and other things. Not necessary. There's other ways to deal with this. And and actually, if somebody has spirit, spiritual tools and methodologies, uh, they can really take advantage of this time. So, Phil. Yes, sir. Uh, welcome to the show. Our show, and uh, uh, tell us a little bit about what inspired this book. It's a pleasure to be with you, Dennis. Thanks for inviting me. Well, <laughs> we, yeah, we know how to meet, yeah. Um, well, everybody keeps uh, complimenting me on my impeccable timing with this book. Uh, today, as we're recording this on the actual official publication day, and... Um, yeah, it is timely, but obviously I did not plan it this way. And uh, if any, if given the choice of no pandemic and bad timing for my book, I would make the sacrifice and, you know, end the pandemic. Um, when I wrote it a year, more than a year ago, I was in the middle of it a year ago. Uh, and I wrote it because um, things were crazy even in early 2019, uh, people I know, people who've been on spiritual path for 20 years, 40 years, 50 years, like you and me, were having difficulty uh, because they were so upset, so angry, so worried about the state of the world and politics and uh, social conditions. And you know, many people were saying uh, they were having trouble maintaining their spiritual practice and all that. And I thought, you know, no, it, 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 this is the time, you know, that we need these even more than we, we did before uh, or in normal times. And, and so I started working on the book. And um, when the publisher, Hay House, thought when we'll bring it out in August of, uh, of 2020, um, and we thought, well, that'll be good timing. The presidential election will be heating up. Things will be even crazier then. And then the pandemic hit. And uh, there was a, sh a short window of opportunity where uh, I could have made changes in the book. But we decided, no, you know, the book is perennial. The methods and the precepts in the book uh, apply to any time things are difficult in the world or in your personal life. And so really wouldn't change anything. I just, so I added a, a short paragraph to the preface, but frankly, in retrospect, had I thought about it, I would have added that um, apropos the pandemic, 
that among the many benefits of deep spiritual practice is um, it's it's a boon to physical well-being. It it can strengthen our resilience and our resistance to disease. There's a lot of research about meditation, uh, various yogic practices, even prayer. Uh, making the body more resistant to disease and uh, healing more quickly, uh, to healing to come more quickly and so forth. So I would, I would add that, and so I'm mentioning it now. Yeah, I, I've, I'm glad you brought up that point about, you know, spirituality being directly tied to, to mental and physical health. And I know a lot of people are going through a lot physically, and a lot of people don't want to see a doctor, they don't want to see a chiropractor, they don't want to get a massage or do the things they, they usually do to keep social distance. And also mentally, I don't know anybody that's not going through it a bit mentally now uh, because I, I talked to somebody today who's experiencing a lot of loneliness. And I, in, uh, in some cases, I know people turn to, to alcohol, uh, uh, th things along those lines. And there's better methodologies and more and healthier methodologies that are available. And you get into a lot of that in the book, and it, it, it involves, involves mind and body. And so uh, how much of your book would you say, I know the answer to this question because I read the <laughs> book, but I will ask, how much of this book would you say uh, discusses uh, spiritual philosophies and how much of it uh, gets into the nitty gritty of practical practices uh, for spiritual growth and development and, you know, managing your time during this time? Um. I wanted to keep the book very practical. My previous books, you know, have are have much more about the philosophy and so forth. Uh, I wanted this to be method oriented, practice oriented. It's only 200 pages. Uh, so, so, you know, I wanted to to keep it on a, on a level that make it easy for people to apply the nitty gritty of uh, incorporating practices, a variety of practices, a whole inventory of practices into their lives. That said, in order for me to um, convey these practices with any integrity, um, I found it necessary to at least frame them in a, uh, in a framework of knowledge and understanding so people knew why they did these practices and what the practices were for and mm -hmm. where where they come from and you know so but i tried to keep it practical and, and it's most most of it is is oriented toward practice and the final chapter is oriented uh, toward uh, uh bringing those practices out into the world and being uh, better citizens uh, because because you're you know of your spiritual practices. Uh, before I ask my next question, I again want to mention the name of the book, "Spiritual Practice for Crazy Times" by Philip Goldberg. And uh, I didn't ask you before; I should ask you now. Uh, how do people uh, obtain this book at this time? Well, it's now out. The um, if uh, <laughs> I've been doing podcasts and and stuff like that, and I have to remember that the book just is now just coming out in its, you know, little compact paperback form. Um, and I, I, people said, wait a minute, I thought this was out already. And uh, the reason for that is back in April, when 
the publisher realized, you know, we were in the midst of this uh, enforced solitude and isolation and fear and worry was so rampant. They rushed out the uh, electronic version, the digital version of the book for Kindle and all those other platforms and priced it at $1.99 just to make it accessible to people who might need it and benefit from it. And I, I thought that was great. And so, but now the, the, the paper version and the audio book are also both available. Um, but I was very pleased that the publisher is keeping the digital version uh, $1.99, just to give people an alternative that is beyond affordable so more people can benefit from the book. Because I, I, I mean, I know this sounds self-serving, but I, I do think um, we didn't plan it this way, but it's especially useful uh, dur during this period, and especially for people who have either don't have spiritual practices uh, or have slacked off on their spiritual practices or for whom um, additional practices might be uh, appropriate. Right, when, when you, uh, I, I, I mean, from your writings, uh, uh, you, you are very familiar with all a, a variety of uh, spiritual traditions uh, uh, and uh, uh, each of those spiritual traditions has uh, different um, techniques some physical, some mental, some a little bit of both or whatever. Uh, when you uh, decided which techniques to uh, put into the book and procedures that you decided to put into the book, uh, what screening process did you use? What were you looking yeah. for, thinking about? That's a good question because there, you know, if you if you were comprehensive, you could write a thousand page book of right. spiritual practices. Um, you know, for because of my own experience. And um, which I, you know, so I drew from my own experience. I drew on the experience of people I know and have, you know, whose uh, teachings I've, I've followed people who are, you know, are active as teachers in the world from all the practitioners I know what, what's worked for them. And I, and, and I looked at um, practices that um, uh, held up to reason and analysis and also for which there's um, scientific research about. And so um, because of my own experience and training, uh, I made meditation, deep meditation, the sort of cornerstone of what I hope people will, uh, the advice people will follow, which is to have a regular ongoing daily practice that um, takes you deep within. And for me, uh, effortless and uh, forms of meditation that don't require rigorous mind control or uh, a great effort and um, concentration skills, but are natural and effortless and easy to do are most effective uh, when done by oneself on a regular basis. And so, uh, you know, I always hesitate to, 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 to use brand names, but, you know, you and I have been doing transcendental meditation for half a century. So, uh, but, there, you know, it and other similar forms that are done 
in a natural and effortless way is what I favored in that section of the book. Um, and then I talk about uh, practices that can be done before and after meditation. And then I expanded it out to uh, help people uh, put together an inventory of practices uh, that they can draw on at different times of the day, different times of their lives, things you can do in a minute, things you can do in three minutes and 10 minutes and an hour a day, just so they, as the need arises, including, you know, immediate interventions to sort of bring you back and ground you in, in the uh, sort of uh, calm space within us. I call it the sanctuary of, of peace that we all have within us. So um, I have a variety of practices and because of my own orientation, I drew a lot more from the yogic traditions than others but I brought in all the spiritual traditions where I could. Um, but I, I draw from the yoga traditions for, for several reasons. One, I'm more familiar with it. And two, it is a very, it's a very pragmatic tradition. It, 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 it's beyond you know, uh, considerations of faith and belief systems and all that. It's just a very pragmatic system with a, an, a tremendous repertoire of physical practices and breathing practices, meditative practices, devotional practices. So I drew from that. And also because there's a tremendous amount of research on those methods, they've been proven. And right. where, yep. where, where appropriate, I bring in all the other traditions as well. So I wanted to ask for instance, you mentioned that our involvement with TM over the years, and uh, like you, I was trained as a teacher at one time back when. Uh, and and uh, uh, TM is very simple meditation procedure, but uh, it can't really be fully learned in, in a book. No, uh, it involves instruction. So yeah, I, I think uh, in looking at reading your book, I felt if I were a new, if I were new at this or I was less familiar, uh, it it gives you a taste of some of these things, and then uh, if you want to follow up. Uh, like, for instance, if you wanted to learn TM afterwards, okay, then then you might be inspired to do that. Or if you wanted to take a real, you know, Iyengar yoga, whatever, after right. that, uh, you know, something that uh, where you could really take it uh, further down the road and, and, and uh, you know, uh, have a more serious practice that would involve more specific training and focus with the teacher. Uh, yeah. But during the pandemic, uh, <laughs> it, it's kind of hard to do that. It's hard to do anything. It's hard to get a haircut. Yeah, and so, so uh, <laughs> you know, uh, so so in the meantime, uh, anything you can do and practice on your own at home uh, is is uh, tremendously beneficial. And I can't overemphasize how difficult it is for a lot of people. You know, a lot of people say, "Well, well, how hard is it to just sit home and put on a mask once in a while?" But uh. uh, believe me, uh, I've talked to many many friends of mine uh, who are some of them very spiritually evolved beings you know very uh, very stable people and it's been a real tough haul yeah uh, for a variety of reasons even just in terms of you know there's loneliness there's loneliness. the difficulty of of being in a closed space with just a, another person or two or a few kids and stuff all of those things yeah. uh, are uh, you know really uh, uh uh pushing people to their limits yeah and, and so i think if you can get to a quiet space inside you, even for a few moments a day, uh, it will make all the world of difference. 
I couldn't have said it better, Dennis, although maybe I did in the book. Um, <laughs> no, but, it was, uh, but uh, 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 Shelter from the Storm. I like that the title of that. Yeah, that uh, one, uh, seriously, I think um, I was talking to a psychotherapist recently who said that the incidents of uh, despair and anxiety and loneliness is getting out of hand. And uh, they're very concerned about uh, suicide, you know, even in young people who are like stuck home with mom and dad and, and can't go have the outlet of going to school and being with friends. Right. Um, it, it's a very serious situation. But also, you know, coming back to the subject at hand, um, you're right. Even, you know, there's this line in the Gita, Bhagavad Gita, that says, even a little of this dharma right eliminates great fear and and you know there's many ways of interpreting that but one is even a, a little taste and i say this in the book even you know once you get used to connecting with that deep inner source that in in the yoga tradition is called the self with the capital s uh you know christians might call it the kingdom of god you know that the, this space within us that is our true self our the the um the center of our being the core of our being which is perfect stillness and 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 bliss and uh, contentment and peace it, having a regular deep meditation practice that opens the the door to that uh, inner sanctuary is vital and i don't know how people exist without it and and that carries over into our lives but even people with a deep meditation practice can benefit from uh, ha having other methods of like connect, reconnecting with that right. uh, when stuff happens in the world. And when you right. can't sit to meditate for 20 minutes, but you, but you need, you, you have 30 seconds, you have a minute, you, you have to pause before you react to a situation and, you know, inappropriately because you're angry or, you know, you're afraid. Um, there's many methods that come from both the yogic tradition, from psych psychology research and others that, you know, people can employ to supplement a deep meditation practice. And I try to include as many of those as I could. But I want to comment on what you, you brought up because it, it's a source of great um, challenge for people like me who write books and give talks. I, I'm a strong believer in learning methods that have a pedigree and, you know, come from a, a, a tradition of a tried and, and true practice over the course of time and that are perhaps linked to a reputable spiritual lineage. And I really believe in the value of personal instruction from a, a, a qualified teacher, especially in in uh, practices that are very subtle and that, you know, can easily be done incorrectly and cause you problems or at least not give you the full benefit of the of the possible of, uh, of the possibilities that exist in a form of meditation, in a deep breathing exercise, in physical practices like yoga asanas. Personal instruction is terribly important at the same time people can't always have access to that, especially now in a pandemic. And when you write a book, you have to give them something. So I, I 
tell people in the book and when I give talks and, and interviews that, you know, to seek out qualified personal instruction. But in the meantime, here, here's something you can do. I even created a an audio uh, uh, audio uh, recording of instructions for people. And even in the audio recording, which I made available for anybody who buys the book, they can email me and say, here's, you know, I bought the book, please send me the audio, because it's a little easier than following written instruction. But even there, I say, you know, this is not a substitute for, you know, qualified personal instruction, but at least it's something and I feel good, you know, to be able to give them that. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I also wanted to mention, I've had a number of people say to me, especially people in uh, uh, our age category, which let's just say older, uh, and uh, <laughs> 71. In, uh, the high risk category. The, the high risk. And that is, you know, what they're saying is people are retired and all, is this it for us? Because this pandemic may go on much longer than we expected. Yeah, and maybe yeah. we're not going to take another trip to Asia. Maybe we're not going to go to, yeah. maybe some of the things, you know, third world problems as they call them, but still, but maybe we're not going to be able to do this or that. Yeah. Uh, and, and is that it? And and a feeling of, of despair and, and disappointment. And, and uh, again, these spiritual practices that you point out, that you've been discussing, that you have in your book, uh, it, it gives one the feeling, well, that that, that which is really fulfilling is within. And, yeah. uh, and, and even people that have been practicing for many years, uh, meditation, uh, uh, need to be reminded that once in a while they yep. can get lost and yep. forget, you know, at some point, all of this is gone. Yep. And, and, uh, and, and what remains is, is that, uh, that deep, silent inner experience. And, and, uh, this is a time to, to, to nurture that. And, uh, uh it would really be bad if that was gone. Uh, but, <laughs> but uh, that can't be gone. That both. But, but I have heard many people say, gee, am I ever going to be able to do this, this, or that? Yeah, yeah. So it's, and it's, it's very real. You know, I had uh, travels lined up to promote the book. And, you know, I, I worked it out. So I was going to travel to places and, and see dear friends of mine and scenery that I, you know, would love to see. Uh, I had to cancel all that. I was really looking forward to being in New England in October and seeing, you know, the fall foliage. This is, I love that. And, and I had to give that up and it's mine, but then it's like, you know, what other people are going through for me to say, Oh, I'm not going to see the foliage is a little, you know, self-indulgent and ridiculous. People are in great pain out there. And, you know, we had to cancel the next uh, tour of India that we were planning and who knows if we'll, you know, when we'll get to do another one. Nevertheless, here we are. And for those of us who are blessed enough to uh, not be worried about losing our home and, and who don't have uh, loved ones who are in hospital and dying of this right. dreaded disease, if we can make this a spiritual retreat and a, you know, a sabbatical, a, a Sabbath, then you know we're blessed and 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 one of the great spiritual practices is to you know express gratitude and you know those of us in this position should be extremely grateful and thankful that we have the good karma the blessing to be able to uh make the most of of this opportunity when other people you know, the suffering is unimaginable out there. 
and it's getting worse by the day. Which brings me to another thing. I think, you know, one of the spiritual practices I talk about in the book is uh, the exercise of empathy and compassion uh, for those in need and, and the opportunity to be of service, to help others, whatever it may be, you know, writing a check, making a phone call right. or, you know, putting, putting in the time. These are tried and true uh, spiritual methods. They're not just um, acts of kindness and generosity that are, are for the good of the society, which they also are, but they're, they get us out of our egos. They, they, you know, there's it's, it's something deeply uh, spiritual and deeply um, gratifying and evolutionary to feeling you're contributing to the betterment of, of other people and, and the society. So I think this is a time, and I know you agree, uh, that uh, spirituality can easily uh, fall into a, a kind of uh, narcissism or you know, self-absorption uh, and an escapism from the world. But you know, at a time like this, maybe the the escape should be uh, temporary and that part of our action in the world because i, I think it's terribly uh, a be, it's a, it's basic to the to all the world's traditions and to my book that deep spiritual practice is not just a refuge and a way of uh, self-preservation and protection it's also a platform for more effective action right right and, and so and i think people should uh take advantage of this time to go within to give oneself uh the strength and the 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 momentum to come out one thing i learned from marishi was that analogy of pulling the arrow back to go forward going inward so that one can be more effective coming outward and this is a lot of opportunity to go inward right now because there's not as much opportunity to go outward. So maybe this is a big right. step but in. At the and same time, there's less opportunity to be out in the world and doing right. things. And, you know, we can do a lot from home to help other people to contribute, you know, whatever it is. Just, I, you know, getting a phone call from somebody, making a phone call to an old person who may be lonely you know, offering to bring over something to leave on the front porch that they may need. Just even little things like that. Writing a check, if you're, you know, to a, a charitable organization or a political uh, something you, you want to support. Even anything like that. Just being conscious of what's going on in the world, I think is terribly important. We need spiritual, engaged spiritual people. To, to do whatever they can to bring a higher consciousness, a greater awareness, greater compassion, greater uh, energy from that divine source within us. It's this, you know, yoga stock karu karmani to you, to uh, quote the Yiddish uh, version of <laughs> the, you know, the Sanskrit of, you know, established in yoga, perform action. This is from, you know, this is basic message of the Bhagavad Gita is the basic message of a lot of biblical teachings, you know, to to turn to the divine and then come out and be of service, be of use in the world. So great. Phil, thank you again. Thank you.
spiritual practice for crazy times, powerful tools to cultivate calm, clarity, and courage. Philip Goldberg will have that information posted up. Phil, where else uh, can they find it? Oh, any, you know, the usual online. Amazon and everywhere else. Amazon, everywhere else. And my website, you know, which will be uh, on this, uh, on uh, the Spirit Matters website. Uh, if they're interested in that free gift thing, they can find it there. And my, I'm doing a lot of interviews and online lectures and all that. So I'm around and I, I'm, I'm on Facebook and all the rest. And Dennis. Yes. We are continuing, even though we've, we've taken this inter, interlude to interview me. We have other interviews coming up with more great people. And we need support, don't we? Yes, we do. I, I, as I mentioned, uh, as I will mention, uh, we have um, been doing the show now for, I don't know, close to five years, 260 shows in our archives. We've had some amazing people, some great interviews, I think. Uh, we've gotten great feedback from people. And we've, all, we've provided it all for uh, free. And we would like to continue to do that. We talked about charging and all, but no, we'll make it free. But anybody that can help and would like to help us stay on the air so we can continue to do this, that, that wants to help us keep our archives open and free and open to the public, available to the public, uh, please, if you go to our website, Spirit Matters Talk, those three words, spiritmatterstalk.com, uh, there's a red button you can push, click on, and uh, you can uh, donate. And if you could do that, if you can't, keep listening, no problem. But if you can, uh, uh, you're, you're supporting not only us, but you're making uh, these uh, wonderful interviews available uh, to to everyone. And, and that. That's a yeah. contribution they could be making right now. If they can, uh, you know, contribute in cash, they can let other people know. Right. And, and I should say it, we're not a nonprofit. It's not a donation. It's a contribution. So let me be clear on that. But, you know, hey, contributions are good, too. Yeah. All right, Bill. Thanks, Dennis. Next time. Bye.